Do you have family problems? Well, hope is ready to take over. Here's Pastor Jeff Shreve. Parenting isn't for cowards, and it is a difficult assignment to have a good and godly marriage and family, but that's what God wants for us, and that's what He has for us if we'll do life, do marriage, do family His way. Do you ever look around at other families and think, they don't have the problems that our family faces, they seem just too happy all the time? Well, not only is that not true, but today Pastor Jeff shares two encouragements from the Word of God for all families, because we all have problems to face. This is From His Heart with Pastor Jeff Shreve, and today he begins the last lesson in his new eight-message series entitled, The Divine Design, God's Design for Marriage and Family. Now, there is so much truth and practical help for you in this series. It's also our special gift of thanks for your support of any amount to From His Heart this month. You can find out more when you go to fromhisheart.org. If you can now, open your Bible to the Gospel of John, chapter 1. Here's Pastor Jeff to share what happens to family problems when the grace of God is present. John chapter 1, verse 14, John in his prologue to his gospel says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness of him and cried out, saying, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me has a higher rank than I, for he existed before me speaking to the deity of Christ. For of his fullness we have all received and grace upon grace, for the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth were realized through Jesus Christ. No man has seen God at any time. The only begotten God who is in the bosom of the Father, he has explained him. Family problems and the grace of God. Two encouragements to help every single person, every child, every mom, every dad, every husband, every wife, every grandparent, every great-grandparent. Two encouragements from the Word of God. Encouragement number one, everyone faces problems in marriage and family. Everyone. Sometimes you can come to church and you think, we're the only ones that are struggling in our marriage. We're the only ones that are struggling with our kids. I'm the only one that has this this sin struggle. Uh, The wife thinks I'm the only one that's dealing with uh, this problem, this, this insecurity, these body issues, whatever it might be. It's very easy to get that wrong idea. You know, you go on Facebook, social media, and you see all these happy uh, marriages and happy couples and the happy family and, uh, you know, all that stuff. And you just say, oh, look at, they look so perfect. And uh, you compare it to your own life and say, well, I'm 
not perfect and we're not perfect and we have so many troubles and problems and and we're really not supposed to have that because we are are Christians and uh, why do we have the problems? Hey, everyone faces problems in marriage and family. Jesus said, these things I've spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation. That's where we live, in the world. And you're going to have tribulation and pressures and problems and troubles. But take courage, I have overcome the world. Job says, man who is born of woman is short-lived and full of trouble, full of turmoil. He's born for trouble, Job 5, 7 says, born for trouble as sparks fly upward. That's just the human experience. You're going to have trouble, I'm going to have trouble, and it's really going to show up in the home because that's where you live, and that's where the rubber meets the road. So why do we have so many troubles? Well, because the very best of us is grossly imperfect. Not just imperfect, but grossly imperfect. And that is the very best of us, the very best. The Bible says in Romans 3, verse 10, there is none righteous, not even one. Not your spouse. Your spouse is not righteous. Not you, not your spouse, not your kids, not your parents, not your pastor not your pastor's wife. There is none righteous, not even one. The only one who was righteous was the Lord Jesus Christ, and we nailed him to a tree. So the very best of us is grossly imperfect. And the Scripture says this, Isaiah 64, verse 6, for all of us have become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous deeds, when we try and do good things, are like a filthy garment like the nastiest, filthiest garment you can imagine. And all of us wither like a leaf, and our iniquities like the wind take us away. The very best. We're talking about the very best. Jesus, John chapter 3, who's he talking to? Nicodemus, who is the very best in Israel, the teacher of Israel. He's the most moral man. He's the cream of the crop, the best of the best. And he looks at him and says, you must be born again. If you're not born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. You cannot enter the kingdom of God. Do not marvel that I say to you, you must be born again. So the very best of us, grossly imperfect. Secondly, the very best Christians face trials and temptations. The apostle Paul, you could arguably say he was the very best Christian. He describes himself as the chief of sinners. He says, I'm the least of the apostles. He faced so many trials in his life, so many temptations. Now, trials come from the Lord, temptations come from the devil, and we experience both of those in the Christian life. So don't ever get the idea. Some people get the idea, well, if I come to Christ, that's going to be the end of my problems. Yeah, the front end, you're going to have trouble in the Christian life. You're going to face difficulties in the Christian life. And the very best marriages and families still have struggles and problems and difficulties. So why is that so important? Because if you go into the Christian life and if you go into marriage and if you go into family thinking your expectation is it should be this, and then you run into all these difficulties... You can get very disillusioned and say, well, it's not supposed to be like that. I didn't think I was going to have this trouble in my marriage. Well, you are going to have trouble in your marriage. Why? Because you're a sinner and you married a sinner. 
and you're having little sinners. Uh, you just got your, it's the sinner family, right? Vody Bauckham preached a message one time. He called, who, who is the viper in the diaper? That's your little baby, uh, a sinner. And so, you know, the two sinners get together. They have sinners and they have, uh, they deal with sin in their marriage and in their family. It's important to know that. Now, that doesn't mean, oh, I just throw up my hands. I got a, a pass because, uh, you know, everything is just going to be hard. No, the Christian life is is uh, hard. We say it's, it's not hard, it's impossible. The only one who can live it is Jesus. But you're going to face difficulties in your marriage and in your family. And so going into it knowing this is the way it's going to be helps prepare you. You know, when the Apostle Paul met the Lord on the road to Damascus, uh, one of the things right off the bat that the Lord had Ananias tell Paul, he said, go for he's a chosen instrument of mine, for I will show him how much he must suffer for my namesake. Right off the bat, Paul knew the Christian life for me is going to be a life of suffering and difficulty. That's the way it's going to be. That's what the Lord told me going into it. The old song, I beg your pardon, I never promised you a rose garden. That's the way it is in the Christian life. In the world, you have tribulation, Jesus said. You can count on it. You're going to have pressure. If the world hates you, know that it hated me before it hated you. And if you follow after me, you're not going to get the world to cheer you on. They will hate you, and they will want to break your neck and shut your mouth if they can. So very first encouragement, you're having problems today? Well, join the club because your pastor has problems and Debbie has problems. Hey, I just turned 60 yesterday. That's a big problem. You know what I got for my birthday? A pair of glasses. Because uh, I have trouble seeing now. Uh, that happened like in a day, you know? Well, that's one of the, the things that happens. Hey, uh, difficulties in life, difficulties in marriage, difficulties in families. You read in Scripture, very first family, what did they have? Difficulty. Cain kills Abel. I would say that's a pretty big family problem, right? Abraham's family. He's got a blended family, difficulties, because Sarah doesn't like Hagar and she doesn't like Ishmael and problems. You got Isaac's family. Well, problems because the boys, uh, your mommy likes uh, Jacob and daddy likes Esau. You have problems there. Jacob's family, well, their brothers sell Joseph into slavery, problems. Samuel, the prophet Samuel, when he got older, they said, give us a king because your two sons are worthless. That's kind of harsh, but, but that's the way it is. And so even a godly man like Samuel, he didn't have a family that was all that great. David had a terrible family. His own son tried to kill him. So, hey, everyone faces problems in marriage and family. Second encouragement. Every Christian can employ the grace and truth of Jesus. So we read in John's gospel about Jesus. He, he starts it off, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being by Him, and apart from Him, nothing came into being that has come into being. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. Who's He talking about? He's talking about the Word. Who's the Word? Jesus. And the Word became flesh. 
and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. How exciting to behold his glory. We beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And of his fullness we have all received, and grace upon grace. The Lord Jesus is full of grace and truth. He is abounding in both grace and truth. Now, those are connected. And it's not that the Lord has grace, comma, truth, comma, love, comma, mercy, comma. No, grace and truth. And he has those both to the full, to overflowing. And uh, it's, it's kind of like this. I have a, a level up here. And so this is the level. And you know, you use a level when you're building things and constructing things because you want to make sure it's all level. Well, if you get off on one side, the bubble is not right, you know? And if you get off on the other side, the bubble's not right. So that's how you hang a picture or whatever. You got to look at the bubble, make sure it's, it's there centered. Well, the Lord is like that with grace and truth. Now, he is full of grace, full of truth. Everything is perfect, and the bubble is right in the middle. And that's how he says he wants you and me to parent. He's abounding in both grace and truth, and he wants us to build our families on grace and truth. Do it the way he does it. How does the Lord deal with you and me? He deals with us in grace and truth. Now, when you break those down, what uh, is the difference there? Well, truth is the foundation for everything. The foundation for everything. The Bible says your kingdom is built on truth and justice. That's how God builds his kingdom, on truth and justice. Listen, if you don't have truth, you don't have anything. You don't have anything. You can't build anything unless you have truth. Listen, Marriage is built on trust, and trust is built on truth. And if you take truth out of it, everything falls apart. Truth is kind of like the, the bone structure of the human being. How do you do if you don't have any bones? Not well. Uh, you're just going to be a blob, right? Grace is the meat on the bones, the flesh on the bones, but you need both and they go together and the Lord is perfectly balanced in grace and truth. You know, when we run into issues in marriage and family, issues with our kids and, and people will say, well, you know, I don't, I, I, I have to love my kids. I want to love my kids. I want to support my kids. They're going, they're doing things that aren't right. They're, they're, they're living with their boyfriend. They're living with their girlfriend. They're, uh, they're getting involved in all kinds of sexual immorality and, and uh, drugs and alcohol and all this stuff. But I want to support my kids. What does the Bible say about that? Well, the Bible says real love does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth. We love our kids and we support support our kids, but we don't dip the scale and say, well, it's all about grace and it's not about truth. No, it's, it's got to be balanced. That's how the Lord does it, balance between grace and truth. But here's the reality. For so many families in church, grace is the often forgotten counterpart of truth. So we have lots of rules and we run our family with, with rules and laws, as it says in 
John 1, 17, for the law was given through Moses, grace and truth were realized through Jesus Christ. And we say, well, well, I'm going to run my family on these rules, but rules without relationship lead to rebellion. And if you just have rules for your kids and rules for your home and rules for your spouse, and it's not balanced, well, that's not going to work. It's not going to produce what you want it to produce. And so the forgotten, often forgotten counterpart is grace. Think about the Christian life this way. Jesus said, it's, it's a narrow road. Narrow is the way that leads to life. And as you walk the narrow road, you have ditches on either side of the narrow road. One ditch is the ditch of legalism, just rules, law. You can easily fall into that ditch. That's what the whole book of Galatians is about. The Galatians said uh, that the Judaizers came in after Paul and told the Galatians, hey, you got to keep the law. And they started uh, telling them all about the law. And Paul was saying, hey, it's not about the law. We're not under the law. We're under grace. So why do you want to go back to the law? Did you, this is one thing I want to know about you, Galatians chapter three. Did you receive the spirit by uh, hearing with faith or by works of the law? Are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit, are you now being perfected in the flesh? Listen, we come to Christ by grace through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and that's how we are to live. So one ditch is legalism. But the other ditch on the narrow road is license. Just living however you want, doing whatever you want. doesn't matter. I'm just covered by God's grace so I can sin it up. No, you can't do that. And so we walk on the narrow road. And between those two ditches, what I have found, there's some in this room, you tend to fall into the ditch of license. Others in this room, you fall into the ditch of legalism. And I think as parents, especially in the church, we often fall into the ditch of legalism with our kids. And we're not raising up our kids and we're not treating our spouse really in grace and truth. So Jesus wants us to treat our family as he treats us, as he treats us. How does he treat us? With grace and truth. That's how God raises his kids. And that's the Lord Jesus. He was full of grace and truth. See, truth is a person. It's the Lord Jesus. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. He is the truth. It's a person. The Bible calls the Holy Spirit the spirit of truth. The Bible calls itself from the lips of Jesus, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. And God is called the God of truth. It is impossible for God to lie. Lies are totally foreign to God. The devil is the liar and the father of lies. And so God deals with us in truth and grace, grace and truth. And he's full of grace and truth. And grace is so often forgotten in our homes. And we just go law with our kids and we wonder why they don't turn out very well. Well, you read in the scripture about grace. You know, we're not under the old covenant. The old covenant is covenant of law. The old covenant was given to show everyone that you can't keep it. The law has become our tutor, Galatians chapter 3, to lead us to Christ. The law shows you, hey, you're sick and you can't help yourself and you're, you're a helpless, hopeless sinner and you need Jesus. That's the purpose of the law. And we're not under the law. We're under grace. 
The Bible says where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. And so we need to understand grace and live our lives under grace and lead our families under grace. Now, the Bible says last verse in the New Testament. You probably never thought about this. What is the last verse of the Bible? The grace of the Lord Jesus be with you all. Amen. That's how the Bible ends, with the grace of the Lord Jesus. You know, grace is not a word that's used very often in the Old Testament, but it's used very often in the New Testament. Grace used nine times in the Old Testament. New American Standard Bible, do a study. Grace, how many times you can find it? Nine times in the, New Te- in the Old Testament. How many times do you find it in the New Testament? 122 times. Grace. Grace is, is such a big theme in the New Testament. You know what the, why grace isn't found in the Old Testament? It's because the Old Testament uses a different word. It uses the word hesed, the Hebrew word which is translated loving kindness. That's used 176 times in the Old Testament. And loving kindness is the Old Testament equivalent to the New Testament word charis, which is grace. What is grace? It's God's love and it's God's kindness mixed together. It's the unmerited favor of God. It's what God gives undeserving sinners is grace. And the Bible talks all about grace and peace. That's used 17 times in the New Testament. When you read in the letters, the epistles, Paul often says, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace and peace, grace and peace, grace and peace. Never, ever, ever do you read peace and grace. It's always grace and peace. You say, does that make a difference? Yeah, makes a huge difference. Because you can't know God's peace until you first experience God's grace. And God's grace is something we can rely on when our faith is in Him alone. The message today is entitled, Family Problems and the Grace of God, from Pastor Jeff. You heard part one today, and it's all part of an eight-message series entitled, The Divine Design, God's Plan for Marriage and Family. As we've learned today, everyone faces problems in marriage and family, everyone. It's a difficult assignment to have a good and godly marriage and family as well. But that's what God wants for you and me and for our life, our marriage and our family. To do that, first, we all need to know what God's way is. We need to engage and incorporate God's divine design from the start. And that's why this month we're offering two important resources for your support from His Heart this month to help couples get started on the right path and then live a life that mirrors God's plan for marriage. The first is a booklet entitled, Before You Say I Do. It's for engaged and seriously dating couples, honestly addressing the critical issues of marriage and compatibility before they say I do. And then, of course, Pastor Jeff's new eight-message series, The Divine Design, God's Plan for Marriage and Family. To make your gift and get the booklet and the series, On digital download, USB flash drive, CDs, or DVDs, call 866-40-BIBLE, 866-40-BIBLE, or go online to fromhisheart.org and request both of them today. You'll be blessed and at peace as you follow God's plan for marriage and family. When you do go online, we hope you'll take 60 seconds to listen to Pastor Jeff's Real Hope Minute. You can listen to any broadcast there you may have missed 
or download a free MP3 of any broadcast, and much, much more. The web address again, fromhisheart.org. Well, I'm Larry Nobles. Thank you for being able to listen today, and we hope that you'll be right back here next time for part two of the final message in the Divine Design series. It's called Family Problems and the Grace of God. That's on Monday, when we'll again open God's Word and share real truth, real love, and real hope from His heart. His Heart is the listener-supported broadcast ministry of Dr. Jeff Shreve, speaking the truth in love to a lost and a hurting world. Remember, no matter what, God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. Find out more at fromhisheart.org.